how would you like your how would you like your style? Would you want it like two D two D platformer style? <laughs> Why are you guys? <laughs> I don't get y'all guys are going to hell. That's for sure. Okay, this is what I didn't get. What's so funny this time? <laughs> <laughs> You're all going to hell. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Xavier Evans. This is your co-host, Brandon. This is your co-host, Nathaniel. Co-host, Charles. And you're listening to the Hypercast. Today, we're going to be talking about concepts for dream games that we have. So we're going to be starting with Brandon, followed by Nathaniel, and then Charles, and then me. So we're just going to give like a brief overview of what our dream game is going to be. Like, very, very brief. I'm going to start us out, then we're going to have to Brandon, then Nathaniel, then Charles. So for me, it's going to be a virtual reality discussion on how I want users to be immersed in their games through VR novels, stories sort of thing. And I'm not talking like graphic novels. I'm talking about actual stories that you see play out as if it's a real real video game. Okay, so on to mine. So I'll just give the title and then like everything else so the title of this game would be crime travel <laughs> thanks to xavier <laughs> so, so do you have name. some comments you two that name is terrible sounds like want a meme yeah what's you brandon so the genres for this game would be action adventure mystery and then stealth uh the music would be inspired from different ages of history so like um, if you go back in time to like Egypt or something like that, it'll be like in the style of like um, deserts. Condense it. Yes. Like, okay. what what is the crime traveler doing? So, I should explain like the story. So, the main character is a detective that works in an agency or organization to stop crimes in like different times of history. So like going to the past or future to stop these morons that might change uh, aspects of the future past. I know I probably repeated myself, but no, you're good. That's so what the story will be. Uh, the playtime would be about like 140 plus hours of content. There'll be side quests. Um, each of the cases will be up to 20 hours long. Um, and like I said, the story is about time traveling. Now, uh, this is going to be a question for I'm going to have for everybody once they get to each of their parts. But um, is this something that you plan or would develop in your lifetime? Or would you or is this something that you would like to happen? This is probably something I would like to um actually make like develop yourself yeah with given resources because i already have like some ideas of like where to go but if it was made probably like this the studio wouldn't have like an idea what to do or like it's not going to be made in the vision that you have for it yeah Yeah, i got you well yeah um that's that's kind of what i main thing i wanted to see yeah so the style will be in the like uncharted or vampire Vampire shit. Alright, so uh Nathaniel, can you brief us on your topic before we get into the meat of things? So uh I don't know how to brief it. Um 
So most of mine is more mechanics than story. It's more things I'd like to see. I can say the genre, at least. I wanted to, essentially the perfect Metroidvania type of game. That'd probably be the only way to describe it. Yeah. I mean, that, that tells me a lot already. All right. You, you're going to have like a, a leveling system, right? Yeah. All right. Is that all you want for the time being? I know I'm, we're going to get in depth later. But yeah, we are. Okay. Yeah. The type of game I would honestly make would be a game where it's not just one game, but many where every time you start the game, let's say you give it to the game's title screen, you there'll be a button that says new playthrough. You click it and you choose options. I'll explain the options later, but you choose options and your, your game will be, you, it was just, oh, generating playthrough for about a day. I'll say give a, like, it'll like, it'll like something you do like at night, like 12 hours or something. It would generate a whole entire story-based playthrough, different story, new, like new characters, Computer, everything just generated. You mean right? like a story generator? Like a story generator. Like it just generates everything, everything brand new every time. That is one heck of an algorithm to develop. But yeah, okay. that is something. It'd be cool to actually because it, yeah. it would make every play through. Like one play through, you're a village. Oh, you're a villager. You now got to raise this farm. Another play through. Oh, you're, you're the main hero. You're the, you're the hero of the story sidekick. Like each play through is different. Each play through is different, unique. Sometimes they might be similar to others, but they won't be ever the same as. And each play through be like be up to 10, maybe sometimes 10 hours to 100 to 200. Who knows? It depends on what your story is. Dear nice. God. It depends on what your story is. Awesome. Uh, so let's go with, we're going to start with Brandon. He's going to take us into the meaty depths of crime travel. So I know I was probably going on like a little rant with mine, but I probably should shorten mine uh, with the brief description, but Nah, you're good. You're good. Uh, these are these are uh, for some of us. These are passion projects. So I don't blame you for going deep in. So, like I said earlier, genres, action, adventure, mystery, stealth, um, music is inspired by different ages of history. So it can be like bombastic uh, medieval style. Uh, do, do you know music. what bombastic means? I'm sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> Not really. I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of like words. I make up words sometimes, but I think that's real. Yeah. So, like I said as well, uh, playtime would be more than 140 hours of content. So, there'll be like multiple cases through the game. And then the cases will be up to 20 plus hours to complete. Um, aspect try time traveling through different times of history. Oh, uh, okay. I know we're doing this like super, super amateur, but I think it would be a really good hook for our listeners if they heard your story first and heard the mechanics later. Yeah. So what's this? Did did you want to take my um, idea for the story or did you were you solid on that idea that you had in the first place? I think I'll take like some aspects of what you said, because um, I think it's really nice to have that major antagonist. You know, so yeah, uh, where would you like to go with that? Explain that to our listeners. Okay, so, so you pick between like a male or female or like whatever you want to be. Um, you're a detective for this agency or organization. Um, one day you find this, you figure out this case in like the present time you're in, and you find out that there's this big gang of sorts that like the head leader got um 
got these like stones of sorts, not really stones, but like devices that they can like go back in time or to the future to stop, um, not to stop, um, to change the time of history. So for your character, you have to go into these times to stop these morons for from changing history. So it can be where um I know where Hitler wins World War Two or something like that. So you have to go into that uh time period and figure out like who the person is from this uh organization against yours. Um do like the missions I'll just go into that now. Um, you'll be like following people, listening to conversations, gaining intel from like talking to people that might be associated with the person or sneaking into places with like a disguise or small places like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and at like the end of each case, uh, you find like the main um, person in the time in that time period that's trying to change that period of time. And then you like either like beat this idiot up or like chase him down through like the streets. I think you should stick to like, uh, uh, the fact that he's a cop and just take him into justice. But yeah, you could, you could probably rough him up a little bit, put some cuffs on him. And if he's going like too <clears throat> rambunctious with the time period. Now, uh, did you have any way that you wanted to integrate the time traveling thing besides just going to different time periods? Like, does he have time powers of some sort? Well, not really time powers because the agency has already um, these devices to go back in time or to the future. So, like, it's like a little watch that he has on and they can go uh, to these different times. But the only way to continue the story is you have to complete that case. Um, And then once when you complete the case, you get like a notification going, there's another person that's trying to change this time period. Can you go to this time? Mm. So then you go with your watch and then you appear in that other time period. Interesting. I like that. And then you get partners throughout these time periods as well that help you out. So, like, they could be, like, uh, people that are in, like, the Justice Department for these times. So, how's the actual gameplay going to be? Like, combat system, leveling, anything so like that? it'll take inspirations from Assassin's Creed and Uncharted. So, it'll be in, like, a third-person style. But still, there's, like, stealth elements, like I said. So sneaking around, making sure like no one sees you at all Um, and like running around, like seeing like the landscape or um, city that you're in. Um, Now, like the area that you would be in would be big, but not too big to where you're like going out into like the countryside of like the whole entirety of the world. You're just in this. What am I trying to get that get at this this area where you just try to find this person? Okay, but it'll be like highly detailed where you can basically go into any building. 
Nice. Uh, and the, are there any are there any more like major aspects as to like uh, how the game's going to play out? Like that the that the um player would be like experiencing like uh like is are there any complex systems convoluted systems that like kind of I- make the identity for the game? Um, let's see. I right now I'm thinking. Um, have you played the game called like La Noir? Yeah. So the cases will be something like L.A. Noir, where you have to talk to some of the people saying like, hey, do you know like about this person? And then like, yeah, so they it's have like, like a, expressions and all that. Yeah. So more of a detective style game. Detective style, but still it'll have like combat. Right. It's like Uncharted or Assassin's Creed where it's like you <clears> might get get into like a gun battle with some people or um like you have to kill people silently or if they're like too dangerous for you to sneak around you might have to kill them mm. but you get to have like decisions as well what you want to do stealthily or um like you can go in as like a disguised person yeah so in like a style of like hitman as well so you go like sneaking in there, like disguised as someone you're not supposed to be. I'm gonna take a little bit of a remix on your story. So you have a time trap, no, a crime traveling detective who can use time powers to to prevent crime. So this guy can walk in and out of time doors and just beat the crap out of people. He has um he has an arsenal of weapons that come from the past and the future and the present. Yeah. To make sure he doesn't look suspicious at all. No, no, this is specifically for beating people up. Like, uh, he has weapons from the future that you can get creative with. Like, get as cyberpunk as you want. Uh, weapons that we have now. And weapons from the past, inspired by, like, real cultures from the past. So I think that'd be awesome. Uh, i like to see where you go and, like, how the main antagonists and the main protagonists, like, uh, sort of, like, approach each other. Or uh, the, the encounters, like how that's going to be because um for me what really makes a game a game is not the gameplay and mechanics but the story and its characters i think you can have a terrible game a terrible looking game and a terrible game but have some really really good characters i think uh one of the most basic uh examples of this would be undertale doesn't look good but the character and its story is just great so yeah, uh, thank you for that. Everybody give him a round of applause. Do you two have any questions for me at all? Mm. I don't like the name. I don't like crime. Well, death. the name the name isn't final. It's just something to work with for now. Okay, right. Uh, so it's on to Nathaniel's turn now. All right. So my dream game. Isn't exactly a dream, a dream game of mine, so to speak. It's just like, I, I want to see if I can find like the perfect Metroidvania game. And uh, I got some things down here. The type of, I, I guess I'll just go down the list I have. The genre is obviously Metroidvania. That's the type of games like uh, Castlevania, uh, Dead Cells, Hollow Knight. Metroid, Metroid. Metroid. I know that, but I want to name a few others. Yeah, it's Metroid. Hopefully one day you can play Iconoclast. And if you haven't yourself, I recommend you play it too. I'll give it a try as soon as I get home, maybe. Anyway, so 
I'll just go on the list I made here. For the type of music, I'm thinking I want like a mix of classical and EDM, and I know that can be done. Now, one thing I remember you saying, and I think this is a great idea, dynamic music. I think yeah. every game deserves dynamic music. It, music it, that goes with the mood or the lighting or like right. with A- what you're doing. Actively changing what the situation is. A lot of games can do that very well. Uh, what's one that does that now? Like the most recent example for me, and I know there's so many examples, but the most recent for me is uh, Cadence of Hyrule, uh, Necro- Crypt of the Necrodancer. Well, that's their whole point, though, to be honest. Well, yeah. Um, actually, did the first one have dynamic music? Actually, no, the music's actually the same, each level. Yeah, the uh, uh, Cadence of Hyrule would have, like, peaceful themes, intense themes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, oh, yeah, I'd also want collectibles in this Metrovania that actually uh, award the player, or reward the player, for uh, collecting a wall. See, like, oh, yeah, you found all 500 feathers? You can fly now. Things Uh, like that. You're giving giving me PTSD of attacking the power of Juju. About 100 (laughs) yearables. Stop. I would like a leveling system that gets you to do skills and abilities that can also like raise your health and your I don't know what I decide for the energy bar so to speak. I don't know if I'm gonna say like soul energy or mana or something like that, but I really do think if you're doing a Metroidvania, don't do a uh, an energy bar. Just do uh slots with abilities equipped to it. Cool that, well that could also be it. Like you have abilities yeah. equipped. Now is the ability we're gonna <clears throat> talk or a thing a mechanic. Where, like, say, if you die with an ability equipped, you lose said ability. Yeah. Except for boss fights. Because that would be bullshit. Because you'd walk in with no abilities well, over and over again. What you wanted was, um, if you lose to a particular mob, that mob would hold your ability until yeah. you come back and kill it. And you get Pretty that much. ability back in the slot. Wait, wait. Also, the interesting thing to do with the mob, if the mob does take your ability, the mob can use your ability against you. I was just thinking of that. It can use your ability that is just taken that, from you. That is cruel. <laughs> Say you get a really overpowered ability, you have to look. Oh, that's nice. So you not only get abilities that you have to master yourself, but you have to master against it. Very much. That's nice. Or maybe to even get the ability, you have to fight something with the ability. Yeah, that's what leads me to my next active tutorials. I want tutorials that actually teach you how to use the abilities. I don't want no pop-ups being like, okay, you can like slash an arc now. It just pops up. No. Drop me into an arena and have me fight monsters with well, said ability. No, you, you don't even have to drop them into an arena. You're already doing it without even like thinking about it. You, you're having them fight the enemy that can do it. So you get to learn how it works against opponents. And if you if you get, once you get it, you already know how it works. The only yeah, thing you have to think about is like uh, what button you have to press to do it. Like that's pretty much it. Like, uh, the, like in Hollow Knight, they give you what's called nail arts, which are abilities. There's three of them in the game. Problem is, they're practically pop-ups. Uh, you learn the ability, then it says, oh yeah, uh, you can do the Cyclone Slash now. Hold this button, and then you'll like twirl around in a circle. That's all it tells you. They didn't tell you that the only use for it is to stop enemies from attacking you from above. That yeah. won't stop most projectiles, though, so good luck. <laughs> That's I, what it doesn't tell you. That's I mean, I like, like uh, say, like, uh, in terms of like figuring out how like a move would work, Say, like, you have, like, some kind of move that deflects things. Like, oh, this can deflect missiles? You wouldn't know that until you shot a missile at it and it didn't work. Pretty much. So, yeah, that, that will work. So, do you have any other, like, um, systems in the game? Like, how this Metroidvania will work? Uh, let's see. I had the health system that they could... I Again, let me go back to Hollow Knight. I really liked how they their health system where you can just recharge it if you, like, killed enough enemies or something like that. That's what I think I'll do. Like, 
you're able to recharge your health. But I have to have some kind of drawback to that, too, at the same time. Well, I mean, like, in a way, almost every game does that because some games, like, you just get a heart back yeah, from hard, the enemy. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, but, like, you can recharge it at, like, any point. You just need to, say, have killed enough enemies, have collected enough of a certain resource or something like that. Yeah. Or you could, like, meditate, maybe. Yeah, meditation. Meditate. Meditate. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what about this leveling system? How's that going to work? And is there going to be like, is this going to be like fighting combat? Are there going to be weapons that you can upgrade? I don't know if I want to do upgrade weapons per se. I would like to have abilities and items that can make your weapons more viable and stronger in themselves. Well, yeah. What I meant was like uh, increase its attack or. Like, yeah, uh, like say you have cool a dagger down. and then you have like this ability that makes you go invisible. That'll probably make it so, say, if you get like a backstab with said dagger to do double damage or something like that. Or like you have like a great axe and if you like hit like two or more enemies, it'll do double damage to them or something like that. That That's what I'd like to have. But you'd have to have like say <clears> certain <throat> abilities equipped or certain items equipped, things like that. Right. And uh, I also want exploration to be key. Like, I want players to go around exploring the world and finding cool shit. Like, oh, yeah. Cool. I just found, like, a rapier. Haha, I'm God. So now I'm just enjoying this rapier they just found. And I want there to be secrets. Secrets everywhere. Everywhere. That wall that has cracks in it, break it open. You're going to find yourself, like, maybe a giant jewel that will upgrade your magic or something like that. There you go. Think of that. Because, uh... If you just, like you want to reward players for exploring, you don't want to just be like, "Oh, hey, you explored." There's a satisfaction. No, I, I don't want satisfaction from exploring. <clears throat> I want items. <laughs> uh, Brandon, do you have something? Now, probably this is like a stupid question, but is this gonna be two D or three D? Have you? If Metroidvania is two D, you you need to play. Play play Metroid Other M and you'll see how scary a, a 3D Metroidvania is. I I will never do that again. A 3D map in a 3D Metroidvania is like traveling a maze with a blindfold. It's not yeah, fun. Yeah, so 2D. Um, <laughs> and again, I want all weapons to be viable. It doesn't matter if you have like a rusty long sword or like one made of gold. I want. All types of players be used any weapons they want. So like, I don't want any weapon to be stronger than another one, so to speak. Well, uh, I want them to have different strengths and weaknesses as the weapon is. Like, say, uh, obviously, the spear has more range than a sword. You can give them stab uh, people. Give them utility. Say, like, swords are good against said enemies. Axes yeah. are good against said enemies. Weapons for bashing are good against the other thing enemies. Is, I'm gonna leave it up to players to figure that out, though. Again, I don't want to just say pop up and be like, "Hey, mm -hmm. this is how you fight enemies." No, I'm gonna throw them into like shielded enemies and spear enemies on their own. Well, have, have like a out. have like an extremely armored enemy, and the sword isn't doing anything, so I have to resort to something else. Pretty much, and they'll eventually figure it out. Um, let's see. Oh yeah, and I. I, I, again, games like Hollow Knight and Dead Cells and stuff like that, the way they do it is if you're stuck at one area of the game, you can easily just travel to another area of the game and get stronger and then like go back to that area you were stuck at. It's that easy. Or like maybe you just weren't prepared this time so you go away, earn some, I don't want to say experience, but learn a few more of the game's mechanics, right. come back and then just start now, beating the shit out of everything. I understand that this one doesn't have a story. It's more of a game design concept. Really? Yeah. Okay, uh, and it sounds really good. Oh, yeah, uh, also, I want each boss in said game to have, like, themes, underlying themes. 
like uh, just undertones, things like that. I don't know what the themes would be, but something that reflects something, if you know what I mean. I don't want yeah, the bosses have, to be a meaningless meaning. guy with a sword. Meaning to the story. Not just. I don't want. I don't want it to be that obvious. That's, though. that's kind of what I'm doing with my characters in my story. Like, if I was to do Seven Deadly Sins, um, it probably the bosses would have a different name, and you'd have to guess on your own, essentially. Yeah, like I, a good antagonist makes for a good battle. That too. A good antagonist with a good reason to fight makes for an even better battle. I'm just playing a game where I actually have a game where I'm pretty much there's seven characters. I did not realize each character actually represented a sin until I noticed one of the characters, which is a playboy guy. He actually represents lust, and I start putting two together. All these characters represent a sin that's act is like something where something like that like you don't know these characters are actually representing something exactly you don't know oh until like one gives it away or something you goes oh wait well it doesn't have to be something those sins exactly i'm just saying use that example anything uh it could be like really dark tones like suicide or something like that or brighter tones like uh marijuana yes snoop dogg's the final boss <laughs> the high kage you lost <laughs> So let's move on to Charles since this died. Oh, all right. Oh, oh no. Well, my game, <laughs> my dream game is actually some. Is, well, I explained earlier is a game where no matter what, every time you play, every time you start a new playthrough, it'll be different. It, it, it's like I'm, okay. As I said earlier, when I was talking about the title screen, when you start the title screen, it'll be have many options. First, it'll give you, it'll ask you, do you want short, medium, or long? These can this can range. Shut the hell up, all you. <laughs> You're all going to hell. You're all going to hell. Continue. But each 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 segment can depend on a, a short playthrough can easily go up maybe ten hours, maybe twenty hours. You're all going to hell. <laughs> we we we. Back on track, a medium playthrough can go up to 50, 60, 70, 80 hours, but a long playthrough can equal up to easily to 100, 200 hours, depending on how much time you take into the playthrough. The next option will be how would you like your how would you like your style? Would you want a like 2D 2D platformer style? Why you I don't get y'all guys going to hell, that's for sure. Okay, this is what I didn't get. What's the play this time? <laughs> You're all going to hell. I'm sorry, Charles. Keep going. You're all going to hell. No, no. Let's describe their place in hell. You get a, a nice dark place in hell. We're all so you born. Continue talking. Sorry, Charles. I'm oh, sorry. We're sorry. You're all continue. Just continue. Uh, you can have a 2D style where it'll be like pretty much like think like match old Metroid games, Mario. Or or it could be more like something like or it could be a two D style but not pixel eight bit but more like like let's say like let's say I use an example a recent recent game I use a bloodstain you can have it as bloodstain style with like three everything's three D but it's still a two D game or you choose like more like a three D but then you can choose between from third person to first person depending on what you want. So this is an infinite customization pretty much and then like the, don't overwhelm the user no, that overwhelm, basically you just it's just just begin how you want a game set up and yeah. then after that point i'm gonna ask you like do you want your like sorry first, sorry it sounds like like at least 10 20 minutes of setup that's literally less oh no most likely if the first time you're gonna do it probably be it's gonna be take a little while because you gotta think <clears> but afterwards you'll be more hmm 
as, as you learn the game. Okay. Yeah, as you learn like how like, like custom like customization, like, I want something where you sit down and just customize how your game you want your game to be, and then it will pop up a game for you. I mean, say like you're a streamer, it's probably be a fun concept. Yeah, I'd be like saying where, oh yeah, you're not okay. I'll, oh, it's going to the actual game. I, you see how it's infinite customization. I'll, I'll, I'll skip that for right now, but you can kind of get what you mean by. It's pretty much dreams, but where you don't create the levels, but the game creates the level for you. But no, I've had this, I've talked, I've thought about this game ever since like seven or eight. But again, now here's an example. Let's say one one story could be, I could say a 10 hour story. You're a farmer and you have to take care and you have to, your village is in famine right now. You have to save your village. You can do whatever you, like I'll give you this, thing. you have freedom of what you want to do, but the end goal is to save your village. If your village fails and dies, that's it. You can restart it, but you messed up. So this game is going to generate a scenario and a story. And uh, there will be win conditions and lose conditions. Lose conditions. Okay. And losing or winning will result in a new story. Basically. Okay. Because so, if you lose, I don't want you like, oh, I could just know. You lose. That's it. Your story's done. That story is dead. You messed up. Sheesh. It's Minecraft all over again. Oh, your village. Oh, your village is in a famine. You go goof off into a dungeon just because you'll be funny. Yeah, your entire, all your village, all the your villages died. Have fun. Now your game ends because your village is technically gone. Well, it does sound like an interesting concept in theory. Uh, it just, the only thing is going to take a lot of rough out. <clears throat> it has a lot of rough edges. Yeah, and you also need to develop like a, an algorithm that, not, not even just an algorithm to generate these stories. These stories need to be, if you want them to be good, they, they're going to need to be pre generated, like pre done. Like, there are some pre done parts, but, because, the, the, like, but the computer can choose and just will. You can't, you, you can't, you can't, no, not you, like that. You can't completely generate a yeah. storyline. Yeah, no, I'm saying that. Like, there'll be a lot of pre determined like, stories already, but yeah. the game would just generate the characters and everything. There will already be like hundreds of pre like I'll have like DLCs that add more stories and all that. It's like, like five, like, like five yeah. hours How about like, instead of a generator, there's just stories already made that it'll come with a certain amount of story. And then DLCs will just add more and more stories. Now, I mean, what you're doing essentially is just making a game with more games. Essentially. Like, I thought it was as a what, kid. What, you, what you're doing is you, you might as well be making a console and paying people to make games for the console. That's kind of what this sounds like. But it's something I thought as a kid and something I, this is, I mean, yeah, it, games, I thought to myself, oh, a game I thought always as a kid. And it, it, it does. It sounds like a great idea. Um, Like, if, the games aren't like full fledged out games. They're just stories that you can enjoy in bite sized amounts. Yeah, like, yeah I, that will be uh, probably a great idea, like a game collection of some sort. All right, it just I, the stories I have probably already predetermined, but you just choose how you want to set up, and then you choose a story, something back. Here's yeah. all the stuff you choose how you want a story. Like you, you can, I also give you choices where you be, you could be the main character of the story, or you could just be a nobody. Like I'm gonna give you the ability to be whoever you want to be. Right. Like, I don't want you like, oh, yeah, you're here. You're, here's a story about a hero. I don't want you to be the hero. You can sometimes be the antagonist or something. See, at first I was thinking like of doing something like just like that for my dream game. But after seeing these like time traveling memes and like me getting interested in time traveling again, I just thought of this. Yeah, but the whole thing is, I want you to be whoever you want to be. Like, there'll be options. Do you want to be the main character, a side character, a secondary character? Like, I want you to have the ability to be whoever you want to be in the story. So it doesn't, you, it's not boring. You, if you want, you can replay the story, but I'm not going to let you start halfway. No, you can start back at the beginning. If you want to replay the story, you can do right at the beginning of the thing, but there'll be a lot of things know. different in the story, different characters, different everything. 
Yeah, there were. There's definitely. I have so many questions. There's definitely going to be a lot of rough edges to get out if yeah. this were to be a concept made. It'd be but funny if this ever was made, but this is just a rough idea. It is fun, and I would definitely make it for laughs and giggles, not with like real like extreme stories that no. would because re- it would really make someone mad if like. You had a really good story and game that they were immersed in, and now they can't even play it anymore. Yeah, you technically stories you could redo the stories, but just to be different characters, like different, like some scenarios would be different. Or you can have it where, like, if you complete the story, um, you can say, you can have it where, like, a system is where, like, oh, um, do you want to save the story for a later point of like playing it again, like something like that. Something. Because I still want to give some penalty for losing. Like I don't want like use. Oh, you just restart the store. I don't want you just like oh, you just restart my, by the retry key DLC. I, I want it where oh, you. Uh, it's like if you like you could like save. You can still save, reload, and all that. Like, no big deal. But if you end the story, I don't want you just oh, I just save. I just reload the save state. I don't you, want you to do that. You have three retry keys remaining. <laughs> Right, I'm it, done. It, I'm done. It just I don't want people to just to redo because then it'll just, it will just it will it will sometimes like, in my opinion it will some it will some merge and like you, oh I can just redo it oh I mess I mess up my quest I just I can just redo it I don't want them to have that I want them like this is your quest you are given a quest and you you can accomplish quest however you want but there will be some restrictions like yeah I can uh, I mean it's good to have some control over that all right uh, so. Thank you for that. That's it's a really big concept to go over or even just break down. That's it's just a lot in that. And if this game had like a, a size limit, it would be up there. Like maybe even like a terabyte. But yeah. Thank you for that, Charles. Or your girlfriend's memory. We need to sling bad. Oh Jesus Christ. All that, right, you lost your mic privileges for the rest of this episode. No. He he has. He has. Well, I just made a joke as the meme earlier scene. That's not a joke. Okay, we're moving on to mine. So, mine is not so much a game. It's more of a concept for virtual reality. I know virtual reality is still in some early-ish phases. One, th- what, A couple of the things that we give up when we make virtual reality games is graphical finesse. Uh, the, the amount of uh, resources that we can put into a game and, like, one of the things I often see in like VR games is like they, they feel there's something about them that feels underdeveloped, half baked, like uh, half baked. It, it just doesn't feel complete. I want these I want these to feel like like you're like games that you would play on your console, like really, really nice looking stories that you can get immersed in. That don't have any limits or limit uh, restrictions. You mean like how sometimes some VR games people just purposely break or something like they like wiggle into something like it just things it, it just don't it just, feel right. It just doesn't feel right. Like wait, you can wiggle into a wall. Like I've seen a VR game where you just glitch right into a wall. Like I that doesn't. And look. mind you, I'm thinking of things like games that are made for jokes, like VR Chat. Yeah, the it, things like that. I want something that feels like a polished game. So. Uh, what my concept is is called uh, v- VRD or VRN, VR novels slash VR dramas, whatever you want them to be. So what it essentially is, you get to live out and become the main character of a story. You can experience their hardships, triumphs, losses, gains, and more, all in first person, immersed as their character. You become this person. It all takes place on a lightly guided path that the player or user will explore. You may fight or have to make decisions. 
some journeys will be full of bloodshed and others will be fun and slice of life scenarios. So you could be, this is going to be weird, but you could be the brother of several sisters and those sisters jobs are to get on your nerves and it's how you react to it. Or you can be the son of a warlord and watch your own father die and have to live his legacy. So about those Japanese mangas, Xavier. See, I don't. I'm, I'm trying not to get too close into that because this isn't. This isn't going to be a visual novel. This is going to be like a video game. Yeah, you're, I you're love going, the idea of like your father dies and I got to carry out his legacy of bloodshed. Yeah, Attila the Hun. Attila. You, you're 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 like riding on. Yes. You're you're in the VR headset. You're riding on a horse. The the game asks you to draw a sword. I don't know if I want to do motion controls with this or not. I'm, I'm thinking just a controller for now because yeah, motion no. controls just feel kind of weird right now. They really do. And like you just draw your sword on the horse and like you you're going into war. You're seeing a guy draw a blade ready to lop off your head. You just look left or right. Look at the faces of your men who are slightly terrified. Some are ready to die. And like ima- imagine the feeling of having like all those soldiers look up to you in exactly. first person. You feel like you have like this huge burden on your shoulders. Not only that, it's like up to you. Whether these men will live or die. It's your decisions you make from there, right? Yeah, you, you, that decide you, the fate of these men. You, you see, you see Simon over there. That's your childhood friend. He could die in the next battle. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oops. I don't so, think you're going to make it, buddy. So yeah, I, that's why I love the idea of these VR dramas. People are going to get immersed in these things. So, um, I know I like the, the possibility. One. That the possibilities badass. for these stories are endless. Once the platform is made, people can just make. Uh, and I'm not just stopping at VR dramas or novels. Like, I want to. This has probably already been in the works. People are constantly trying to make this. It's even been made a movie. Uh, a massive online RPG with this concept, or not with the concept, but with, player a, one, with an elaborate system. Uh, I mean, you could not even just a, a Ready Ready Player One did this. I'm reading a story on Webtoons right now called Lucid Adventure. It's the same concept, but the players get transported into an app on their phone. I mean, people still do this in like VR chat where they make their own stories. And then I know like people actually like. Yeah, to each like other's all friends and stuff. So that well, and you're doing it with significantly less resources. This is going to be uh, an experience made from the yeah. ground up, and of course, yeah. VR chat, you know, it's lacking a lot of things that would be required to make this possible. Now, don't get me wrong; I, I don't mind people creating things with what they have. I think that it that is like the ultimate expression of creativity, making the most of what you have. So. There's one last thing I want to add to this idea, and it is adding feeling to your experience. I was kind of reluctant to share this online because it's sort of an idea that I always wanted to keep to myself. But what's the use in doing that if I never get started on it? So it's called NSI. That's not the to- that's not the final name of it. And what NSI stands for is nervous system integration. So what nervous system integration does is. It sends electrical impulses to your nervous system. And this is all theoretical right now. I'm not 100% sure this is going to work, but it sends electrical impulses to your nervous system to give you sensory feelings. Like, I know this is going to be dark, but 
back to the uh, scenario with being the son of a warlord. You're holding up your friend who got who has like a giant wound in his yeah. You're just holding your shirt. Silent. From, from those electrical impulses that are giving you those sensory feelings, you can feel the blood dripping off your fingers. So I, I, that's why I'm jumping back and forth. Do I want this to be motion controls or I do just, I not? Because the VR, um, the VR setup is going to be connected to your nervous system in some way or maybe like padded. I don't know. I'm not 100 percent sure. You really, we don't want to do wires in the back of the head. That could be bad. And next thing you know, SAO happens and people die. Of well, it's not, it's not wires in your head. It's not wires in your head because you guys haven't heard my uh, the the machine idea I have for that. But uh, <laughs> I know you, you just cringe to that idea, but I, I can explain it a little bit. We don't need people dying when they are killed. People won't die. You won't feel things. The, the developers are in control of what you feel, and this will all have to be tested beforehand. I just imagine, like, you cannot have someone feel the feeling of being stabbed in the stomach. That is no. That is a no-no. I can imagine you're just looking down on your friend who's dying as you're holding. You just look around, see all your men just dying, and just like <clears> fog <throat> and like rain and stuff like that. It probably mud. It, it might not even be like uh, trying to mimic a wound because that's that's ex- an extremely complex feeling that your body can generate. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, don't want that. if you if you get stabbed in the stomach, maybe it'll just be like a nudge in your in where your stomach is. No, your brain's still gonna think you're getting stabbed if you're trying to do neural stuff. You got to, Your brain's <clears throat> smarter than you. That's how brain works. Well, I mean, your brain's being tricked by images that you're seeing in front of you. Exactly. Wasn't this also a plot point, I think, in the second half of SAO, where they, he got to turn on the pain sensories? Like, people just hack the machines to make people feel pain. That's the thing. Yeah. But, That's um, the problem. It's, oh, yeah. Oh. It is a scary thought. Is people Let, hacking them actually letting you feel pain. Allow me to elaborate NSI. So, uh, what NSI is, our bodies send electrical impulses to, uh, throughout our bodies to make us feel things emotionally and physically and move our bodies in a 3d space. And this is all being done in real time in like split seconds. Like I'm, I'm moving my hands right now, moving my fingers at the same time without even thinking about it. That's how, that's how advanced that process is and how immediate and instantaneous it is. Now that said, being about the electrical impulses, computers do the same thing. They send electrical signals throughout their bodies to different component to, to different external components to give, information receive information and get different processes done now those signals that the computer are sending have ones and zeros that contain information for the computer to translate now if we could somehow take the electrical impulses that uh, a human sends throughout the body decipher that translate it to a computer have a computer um be able to take these feelings that we program translate it into what our bodies would understand as those electrical impulses, we could in turn feel these things like uh, being like tapped on the shoulder or uh, slapped in the face. So wait, like, Any, anything you can really like, imagine. Say, sensory the feelings. Warlord concept. Would you be able to feel the weight of a sword in your hands? Or the weight of holding up a shield and like arrows hitting it? Now, how, how, how much you want to use it really depends you don't want you don't want the person to like constantly be feeling different things. It, this will just be like more of an eventful thing, like maybe like cutscenes. I'm not too possibly. I'm, I'm not too sure when and how like the person should feel it because if it's all the time, it may become taxing. If it's just every now and then, it might be better, but slightly less immersive. I'm willing to sacrifice that little bit of immersion for the sake of not 
overdoing it with the uh, user. It's at the end of the day, Sensory like this overload. is mostly like a uh, user experience base. So yeah, that's um, <clears throat> VRD slash VRN for me with uh, NSI integrated, which is totally optional, but I feel like VRD is more easily achievable than NSI. Imagine playing Dynasty Warriors like that. No. <laughs> no. Badass, what do you mean? No. You're like, whack like thousands of soldiers and then like the big man lubu himself before you and just like drops you with one halberd swing what's one game that you don't want to experience with sensory feelings outlast i haven't played outlast and in isolation <clears throat> Ooh, one game i don't want with sensory feelings is uh dead space can i have skyrim please <laughs> no we gotta stop no. We get Skyrim sensor feelings. You know, I you get whacked arrow to the knee. How many arrows you have sticking on your body by halfway through a quest? Oh, God. No. No. Have someone manually pull out an arrow. <laughs> <laughs> you just feel a thud in your chest. Like, what was that? <laughs> was there something for you, Brandon? I'm trying to think of the game, but I forgot. Uh, well, it's okay. We're just drawing references right now. But yeah, that was my thing. Uh, shoot, like I said, guys, like these things move fast. We're already at forty-five minutes, and we've been just flying through, flying through. So, uh, I just want to reach out to you guys, listening, really quick. So, kind of what we're doing right now is the podcast is available anywhere. You can always look up Kickback Hypercast or one of our names along with that, or just look up Hypercast on Spotify. We're almost everywhere. Uh, I'll drop our link down into into the description of this. Now, we are on YouTube as well. Uh, what you can do for us on YouTube, if you'd like to watch the video versions there, you can always subscribe to us. And if you like it, leave a like. If you love it, subscribe to us and share it with someone that you think is interested in things like gaming, anime, life, or just, you know, just chilling and talking about things like this. I'm pretty sure 99.9% of us are interested in life, seeing as how we don't want to die. Yeah, I'm sure there are 99.9% people out there also interested in that stuff. Are we sure? Moving on before Charles makes this. (laughs) 99.8. Jesus Christ, you guys guys just made this the dark cast. All right. uh, So if you want to connect with us, we're we're pretty ecstatic people. Um... I don't know so much on social media with these guys, but you can find me on Twitter. I'm usually like retweeting stuff or occasionally writing tweets about what I think about anime or weird events going on, like the Area 51 raid. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. I don't use Facebook very much, but I use it for the. I use uh, yeah, that's the Thanos department. I use it for the page to manage Kickback Hypercast. You can find me on Instagram. I haven't been on there very much, and I'm going to be turning around my Instagram just to be specifically. Uh, work progress that I'm working on as far as uh, concepts and artwork and story progress. So I'm just going to plug in my social media and we'll just get this going. You can find me on Instagram at Evans00Xavier. That's Evans00XAVIER. On Twitter, you can find me at Xavier789 underscore zero zero. I know it's a little complicated. <laughs> and for some people, but. Yeah. And on Facebook, you can find us at Kickback Boys. Uh, for me, you can find me on Instagram uh, <clears throat> at the Denk Seventy Seven. Simple enough as usual. Um, for Twitter, at Vextro Fifty Five, at Simple Per Usual V E X T R O Five Five. 
I'm a Nathaniel. Well, I haven't been using Instagram as of much lately, but if you want to find me there, find me at SoSwagNathan19. You can also find me on Facebook. Anything that deals with the Kickback Hypercast, I end up seeing. Like, in an instant. So, I, I am the god of the Facebook page. Well, by the time this episode... By the time this episode does get released, which will probably, which will be week of Fire Album, by the end of the week of, the week of this episode, I should be posting stuff about Fire Album, Fire Album. So you can find me on Instagram on CharlesRock69. It should be active starting basically the week of this podcast, Friday. I have, I have, I have planned to play Fire Album the entire day. When so, does Fire Album come out? Friday, the twenty sixth. Okay. The twenty sixth. Yeah, the week that this episode yeah. comes up. Right. So, well, technically Saturday is the end of the week, but that's a headache for another day. But, but you know what I mean. The, yeah, the definitely. Next, the week after is going to be a fire. I'll be posting stuff probably. Um, can't, I can't wait. All right. So this has been the Kickback Hypercast. Thank you for kicking back with us. And we're going to get back to you guys next week when we address a little issue that's been going on on the Internet. Uh, Run. <laughs> God. They're gonna see me rant as never before. Give me a double rant. So we all we all know Pokemon has been getting some controversy, oh, and I believe I've ignited some fires with that alone. So look forward to when we give our thoughts and opinions. Not even just thoughts and opinions. That aside, we're taking neutral stances to this topic and looking at both sides, what they have to offer, and giving our input on the situation. We'll see you guys next time on Kickback Hypercast. Have a nice week. See you next week. See ya, hopefully. See ya.